and welcome to this time of worship together for the seventh Sunday of Easter, the Sunday after Ascension Day. I'm glad you could join me. Let's keep a short silence bringing ourselves into God's presence. You may wish to light a candle for our worship time. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, beginning from verse 15. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, Together the crowd numbered about 120 people and said, Friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit through David foretold concerning Judas, who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. So one of the men who have accompanied us throughout the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John, until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justus, and Matthias. Then they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. This is the word of the Lord, and the Gospel reading. Alleluia, alleluia, go and make disciples of all nations, said the, says the Lord, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Alleluia. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St John, chapter 17, beginning from verse 6. Jesus said, I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, that they may be one, as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them and not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. 
and for their sakes I sanctify myself, so that they also may be sanctified in the truth. This is the Gospel of the Lord. That Gospel passage is a key one to understand and its context is crucial. It's part of a prayer known as the High Priestly Prayer of Jesus. The prayer forms the link between Jesus' final teaching to his disciples in chapters 13 to 16 and the story of his passion in chapters 18 to 19. Jesus is on the point of leaving the world and going to the Father. Knowing that death is imminent, Jesus prepares his followers for what lies ahead, summing up the meaning of his ministry in his farewell discourses and now praying for them, committing them to the keeping of God the Father. The prayer is that of a man who was about to lay down his life willingly in order to complete God's work and his confidence that God hears and answers prayer. Jesus has made known God's name to the disciples. He has revealed God to them bringing them into his own relationship with the Father so that they can know and love him just as he has done from eternity. Jesus prays four things to God on behalf of the community that will soon be left behind. The dominant prayer is for protection from the evil one. Now that he is going away, it needs protecting as they remain in the world. But world signifies the totality of life that is at odds with God has rejected Jesus and lives under the influence of the evil one. To live in this world is risky. They will be vulnerable, just as he was, to the power of evil and the world's hatred. Next, Jesus prays that the Christian community lives and shows the same oneness, the same unity that exists between Jesus and the Father, the oneness of the Father and the Son in mission and purpose. The heart of the Christian message is a unity, an interdependence and a self-giving, where the Father is most fully revealed in the Son and the Son in the Spirit. Thirdly, Jesus asks that God bring to fulfilment in the community Jesus' joy. All those who accept Jesus know that they are in the active, dynamic presence of the will of God. They, and we, are doing as we have been tasked with doing speaking about God's love for each person, each created in the image of God, each offered the possibility through repentance of forgiveness and new life through belief in Jesus. Belief that God the Father was at work through his Son. It was Jesus' joy to do the will of the Father, now it is our turn and to, time to play our part in the spread of the Kingdom of God. And lastly, that because those who believe in Jesus no longer belong to this world with its institutions and certitudes in its own sets of values, they are set apart from the world and also set apart for God. Sanctified, made holy, set apart. They are now sent into the world just as Jesus was. They're not to try to escape from it, but rather are to be in the world as he was, not belonging to the world trapped in the grip of its ways, but nevertheless totally present to it, witnessing within it to the truth of God. Today's Gospel reminds us that the world is in opposition to God, and that therefore there is a proper attitude of Christian detachment from it, 
a need to keep God at the centre of our lives, not ourselves and not the values and demands of this world. A Christian distinctiveness in the world, a godly presence in the world. The church is called to unity and mission, and it can never be a case of either or. We cannot be one with Jesus while we are clearly at odds with others. The disunity of the church discredits its witness to God's reconciling love. Fortunately, the Father loves us. Jesus intercedes for us and the Spirit inspires and guides us to do the Father's will. Amen.